the end of the college basketball season on Monday means multiple websites uh, had to put out their way too early top 25s, and a lot of them feature the Indiana Hoosiers. We're going to take a look at those, look at the women's basketball way too early top 25s as well, before diving into a season recap on Mike Woodson in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, April 6th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps, we get you guys covered here every single day. The only IU podcast that does it every day. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m., daily we're getting a lot of traffic over there so make sure you guys are subscribed you can join in on the conversation over there in the comments as well uh, for each episode as i mentioned the end of the uh, basketball season the ritual i guess is to immediately start looking toward the next season and that is a generally optimistic outlook for the hoosiers Uh, When you take a quick glance into what next year could hold, we're going to look at some way too early top 25s for both the men's and women's team. Before we talk about Mike Woodson's first season in Bloomington, before we do any of that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Also, be sure to check out the Locked on Big Ten podcast. I'm going to start appearing there weekly on Tuesdays uh, and Tuesday's episode of locked on big 10 talked about some of these way too early top 25s for the conference as a whole. And then we did a lot of discussing on trace Jackson Davis kind of his season, his NBA draft outlook, whether we, I think he will be back or not. So A very interesting uh, episode for Hoosier fans. Make sure you guys go check that out after we're done here. Way too early top 25s are a tradition uh, pretty much immediately as the final buzzer sounds on the national championship game. There are five of them I could find on a Tuesday with some just looking at kind of the more reputable sites, uh, should I say. We'll start with ESPN, where the this is the least optimistic of those that rank the Hoosiers, I should say. Uh, ESPN has Indiana 21st. Um, all these rankings are going to discuss whether Trace Jackson Davis is a, going to come back or not. Obviously, if he doesn't come back, I don't think the Hoosiers are going to be a top 25 team. It's not fun to think that way, so we're making some assumptions that he would be back. Uh, But ESPN kind of compares him. Kofi Coburn at Illinois, Hunter Dickinson at Michigan are going to be in the same boat. If they come back, they're going to be among the best teams in the Big Ten and in the country. Um, But on top of having Trace Jackson Davis back, um, you'll have 
Xavier Johnson that they mentioned and potentially race Thompson. Uh, also obviously Galloway, Geronimo, Tamar Bates, they all mention as well as Jalen hood, Shafino. Um, a lot of these places gave projected starting lineups for next season and pretty much all of them penciled in Jalen hood, Shafino get used to that because I, he's going to come in and start day one. And I think he should um, also some love to Caleb banks in this piece as well. So, um, ESPN is Jeff Borzello um, coming in with a little bit of a deep cut, uh, throwing some love to Caleb Banks. Sports Illustrated and Sporting News, neither one had the Hoosiers in their top 25. CBS Sports did, though. They had Indiana at 19th coming into next season. Um, it's their ranking. It says is based off the fact that they made the NCAA tournament last year. Trace is going to be a big 10 player of the year candidate. And, uh, IU has a top 20 recruiting class led by hood Shafino. That was Gary Parrish on that one. The most optimistic of outlooks uh, for next season come from, or comes from Jeff Goodman at stadium. Um, Again, he cites Jackson Davis and Xavier Johnson. If they come back, um, this should be a top 25 team. Obviously, there's a lot going on with Xavier Johnson right now. We cover that in Monday's episode if you guys want to hear that. Uh, women's top 25s aren't nearly as common, the way too early ones. ESPN did have one, not shockingly. Um, unlike on the men's side where there's so much turnover year over year, Women's side, that is not the case. So South Carolina and UConn are 1-2. Stanford, Texas. Um, Maryland is 5. Iowa is 6. The Hoosiers come in at 17th. Obviously, they're going to have to replace Cardano Hillary, Pat Berg, Goulbay. But when you have two All-Americans to build around, it's going to make things a lot easier. Speaking of uh, women's basketball in the Big Ten, this has Maryland 5th. Something is going on in College Park because on Tuesday, Ashley Owusu and Angel Reese both entered the transfer portal. Um, we talked a lot about women's Big Ten play uh, this season, obviously, with how well the Hoosiers did. For those of you that didn't pay attention, don't know these names, these are two absolutely massive, massive players entering the transfer portal. Angel Reese was first-team All-Big Ten, first-team All-Defense in the Big Ten as well. Uh, in the regular season finale, she had, I believe, a 2020 game. She was a monster in that game against IU to help them win in College Park. Awusu was second team all Big Ten. She uh, is more of a point guard, not your typically sized point guard, a very unique player that created a lot of issues for the Hoosiers, um, even in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Hoosiers were struggling to kind of match up with her. Awusu's statement cited some, she said, because of things happening on and off the court, uh, she wouldn't be coming back. Reese's statement wasn't quite as detailed. The fact is, these two could walk into any program in the country and, if not start, be contributors right away. So these are going to be two very highly sought after players. I don't specifically know if indiana is going to be involved in either of them again as i said you're going to have a who's who going after these women um so it'd be an uphill climb for the hoosiers but if nothing else this is 
less competition the Hoosiers are going to have to come up against because Reese, I think, was clearly Maryland's best player last year. Owusu um, was right up there with Diamond Miller as the next best player for the Terrapins. So both those players look to be gone from College Park. Certainly something going on there that there could be more ripple effects uh, later, but it is very rare uh, for your someone to lose the two best players. I'm not even sure what the comparison would be. Maybe if Trace and Xavier Johnson after this season both just entered the transfer portal uh, would be something close. I think uh, Reese and Owusu are probably even better than that, but um, certainly a, a very interesting scene going on in College Park. Now, having gotten all that out of the way, we can talk about Mike Woodson as we continue to do our individual season recaps. We did Terry Morin in Tuesday's episode. If you guys missed that, you can go check that out as well. Mike Woodson and Terry Morin had two very different seasons, very different expectations coming into it. We'll talk about Woodson's successful first season and and what he's going to have to do to um, continue improving. Before that, though, guys, I talk about Built Bar all the time because they are amazing. And it's one of their newest products that uh, has quickly become one of my favorites. If you guys haven't tried Puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, uh, it, whether it's yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your guys' new favorite. Just like the Built Bars themselves, Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, really, 100% real chocolate. Uh, again, just like Built Bars, they are high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Obviously, they taste amazing. That's a Built Bar's kind of uh, brand or statement that they're going to make things taste good and figure out how to make them healthy, and the puffs are certainly no exception. So make sure you go to Built.com today. Uh, try out some new puffs. Find out maybe what some of the limited time, limited time flavors are uh, for Built Bars as well. Once you guys get your shopping cart full, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. When we talked about Terry Moran's season uh, on Tuesday's episode, um, it was one that was built on kind of knowing what you had coming back, your team having an identity and just kind of fine-tuning things coming into the season. That is the exact opposite with what Mike Woodson had coming in. Uh, There was a lot of new faces. There were a lot of new pieces, and there was a complete lack of familiarity because that's what happens when you have a first-year head coach. Um, The Hoosiers lineup for most of the season between Xavier Johnson, Parker Stewart, Miller Kopp were three guys that were not on the team last year. Um, so there was a, an entirely different approach Indiana had to take, but it all came under Mike Woodson, who came in with um, no expectations. I, I don't think anybody really had any idea 
what to expect from him because he was entirely new to the college game. So um, he comes in and I know I, I try to be optimistic. I'm optimistic in general. Um, I have said multiple times that I was not thrilled about this signing, but you kind of got a sense right away when they went on that Bahamas trip that things might be a little better than um, we maybe anticipated early on. I certainly expected a learning curve. I expected to enjoy watching Trace play, but outside of that, I wasn't really sure what else to anticipate. So um, seeing or hearing, I guess, we never really saw what went on in the Bahamas trip. Hearing some of the things that happened there, really, I think that trip was really good for this team. But Woodson comes in and blows expectations out of the water. Whatever they were, however low the bar was uh, after the Archie Miller era, uh, he blew them out of the water really quick. Um, It wasn't necessarily with any kind of offensive system or defensive system it was just kind of a belief that he instilled back into the players that wasn't there last season last season's team under Archie looked lost and not really believing in the system believing in their skill set believing in themselves and that changed under Mike Woodson Um, obviously there's the story with Rob Finnessy and the the talk that they had before the game, just saying kind of Mike Woodson saying, I'm always in your corner and I'm always going to support you. And we saw what type of impact that had in the biggest win of the season. So uh, it it was that type of belief that he instilled. He gets complete buy-in from Trace Jackson Davis very early on, which I think also set a tone for the season because uh, Trace is the leader of this team. As long as he's going to be in Bloomington, he's going to be the leader of this team. So if you get the star player to not just buy into what the coach is saying um, and being a vocal leader, but doing it on the court, you can, Mike Woodson was obviously preaching defense from day one. And the fact that he got traced to, to commit to that end, to improve on that end and become a, one of the best rim protectors in the conference um, that sets a tone for the rest of the team. And the guys are going to follow. And I think obviously that is why he was able to um, have one of the best defenses in the country. And that was obviously the calling card all season long for these Hoosiers was the stingy defense that they had. Um, It wasn't anything super pretty. It was just man-to-man defense. You stay on your guy. um, And when you have a a rim protector like Trace Jackson Davis on the back line, it makes things a little bit easier, but obviously Rob Finnessy is a terrific uh, defender. Xavier Johnson can be in his own own right. Parker Stewart had moments. Trey Galloway really broke out on that end. So there was a lot of individual success, but it all came in the right system. Offensively, I thought Mike Woodson did well to adapt at certain points in the season particularly at the end of the year when uh, Trace and Xavier kind of wanted to run more pick and roll. And you saw how effective that was late in the season um, and how much it opened up the offense. It really changed what the Hoosiers were doing offensively. And it created openings for Xavier. It created um, openings for Trace. You saw how good Xavier Johnson was at those lobs. And when you have a a big like Trace, that's athletic as he is, you just kind of have to get it in the vicinity of the rim 
and he'll dunk it. We talked, and we'll certainly talk about him more when we do his individual recap, but I think um, Race Thompson's kind of effectiveness uh, late in the season, or ineffectiveness, I guess, can kind of be um, a a byproduct of how the offense changed. And uh, Trace and Xavier Johnson got a lot more effective in that pick and roll, and when you're running a pick and roll like that, you want as much room in the interior and it kind of forced race Thompson out to the three point line a lot more, maybe out of his natural comfort zone. Um, but it, it worked for the Hoosiers and it got them um, making a run in the big 10 tournament that saved their postseason hopes and really uh, set this program up for uh, big success now moving forward. And, just so much of that is a product of Mike Woodson um, being adaptable, being a coach that uh, players feel they can come up to and talk to and discuss those types of changes. And he would say, yeah, let's try it. And it worked. And uh, I think that just kind of shows the player and coach relationship in this program, which uh, I think is just kind of one of the central reasons why this team was as successful as they were because whatever Mike Woodson was selling, these guys were buying from day one, but it's because they knew uh, he had their back. He was open to kind of the back and forth, the dialogue, uh, but also that he was a successful coach and he kind of commanded that respect still. So it's all encouraging things moving forward. Um, This was still a team that was filling a lot of, as I said, all year, um, square pegs and round holes, perhaps with an off season to kind of manipulate things a little bit more and mold a little bit, you're able to see a more, a team that fits together a little bit more. Hopefully that leads to a more successful second season for Mike Woodson, but we'll talk about what he needs to do in the second season and what the future kind of holds for him now following a, an NCAA tournament appearance. Before we do any of that, With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you guys need. Why endure the the pointless and uh, meaningless questions when you go to the auto parts store after you get done waiting in line? They ask you all these questions about what you need, and then then they end up telling you, we don't have it in stock. You're going to have to, or we're going to have to order it online. Skip all that middleman, skip all that waiting, that getting out, and just head on over to rockauto.com today. You can save time, you can save money using Rock Auto. Avoid all those markup prices, whether it's 30, 50, 100%. Just order straight from Rock Auto. You don't have to deal with dealerships just marking prices up as they always do. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's motor oil, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's even new floorboards or carpets, they have you guys covered. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? uh, Locked on, excuse me. And there, how did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, 
all the parts your car is ever going to need rockauto.com so now looking forward with uh the indiana hoosiers um men's basketball team it's going to be interesting to see because the good of making the tournament is you're back in the tournament but i don't want to say the bad now there's a baseline expectation with this program that all right, we made the tournament once. Let's keep going back, and that's where play where um, some of the recent IU coaches have struggled. Tom Crean, obviously, it was really high peaks and it was really low valleys in between. Um, Archie, no, there was no peak, uh, but it was just finding that consistency of making the baseline, getting into the tournament every single year. It's kind of something we talked about with Terry Morin and the challenges that are going to surround that program after kind of their um, golden generation of sorts with the women's program is maintaining that level of success and not letting there be drop-off. It's going to be the same with the men's team. The good news is, for the most part, it seems like this roster is going to be back. There's going to be a level of continuity. Obviously, there's a small handful role pieces that are going to be interchanged. You have Finnessy, Stewart, Durr all leaving, potentially Race Thompson, but you're bringing in um, a handful of recruits. Hopefully, knock on wood, you're retaining Trace Jackson Davis. A lot of the conversation about this team is pretty drastically different without him. Uh, we won't really know his real future for a while. Uh, don't be surprised here in the next couple days, weeks, if he declares for the draft. Uh, it's just going to be, at least for now, unless he says he's hiring an agent, it's just going to be kind of part of the fact-finding uh, aspect aspect of this, getting feedback from NBA um, personnel, scouts, front office types. Um, and he should do that, but don't be surprised when that happens. But with him, there should be a baseline of making the tournament. And that's what this program needs to get to is just having a consistent baseline where there isn't a year you win the Big Ten and then three years where you're in the middle of the Big Ten and then you win the Big Ten. There needs to be a constant level of competing for Big Ten championships, being among the best teams in the Big Ten, and constantly making NCAA tournaments. And that's going to be the challenge now for Mike Woodson. He did it once. Um, he's going to have a lot of these guys coming back. So there isn't going to be a lot of excuses for them not to do it again. And I think he would tell you all these things as well. He wants to compete for big 10 titles. He wants to be in the NCAA tournament. He knows what I use history is perhaps better than any coach that has been here since Bob Knight, uh, because he was a part of that history and he, he's been here and he's seen it firsthand. So he knows what IU can be, and I think that'll kind of help motivate him and um, not let him kind of settle in any way that he wants to get IU back to that level of constant competitive basketball. Uh, you already saw that I would anticipate the schedule is going to be a lot different next year. Um, I, it made sense this year to – have a little on-ramp for this team uh, to learn each other, learn the head coach, things of that nature. But um, Mike Woodson is familiar now. And you see in the NCAA tournament with the selection committee as well, 
They don't really care if you win and lose these games early in the year. If you're playing a tough schedule, they're going to remember that. So Indiana's going to go to Fog Island Fieldhouse and compete there. Um, Kansas is going to be among the best teams next season. If nothing else, they're going to be the defending national champions. They're going to be probably a top five team next year. Um, They're always going to have top recruits coming in. You're going to have a high-level Big Ten tournament, a Big Ten ACC challenge, I should say, uh, opponent. Uh, Don't be surprised if it's UNC, if I'm being honest, uh, because they seem to like that matchup. They've done it a couple times. I wouldn't be surprised if I used playing the the national finalists both next season. And I want that. I want IU playing those games, and I want – this IU team to challenge themselves early in the year so that there isn't a point late in the year where you're still trying to figure things out and you still have a lot of question marks surrounding the team. I don't want a five-game losing streak in February next year where the Hoosiers still can't figure out how to make plays down the stretch. I want to get those things figured out at the beginning of the season against the tough competition Um, so that IU knows who they are by tournament time, and you don't need a wild Cinderella run through the Big Ten tournament to even make the NCAA tournament. So that's going to be the challenge for Mike Woodson, is figuring out how to get this team right from day one and have them competitive. Um, A lot of this should simply kind of work itself out because there's going to be a familiarity there that we talked about with Woodson, with the players themselves. Um, I would love to see a more diverse offense next season as well. That's getting a little bit more into the X's and O's. Um, The offense at times during the season got pretty stagnant uh, around Trace Jackson Davis. And if you watch, just watch the final four teams, if that's the level IU wants to get to, Watch their offense. There's always there's dribble handoffs, there's weaves, there's motion, there's plan A's, plan B's, plan C's. Those guys uh, in the Final Four, I know that was a really high-level Final Four, but those guys never looked as lost offensively as Indiana did this season uh, at times during the Big Ten. So I think that's also going to be uh, something IU is going to have to figure out defensively they play at a level that um, I think they could be among the best teams defensively. Offensively, they are a really long way away from that. So that's going to be the challenge next season as well. Overall, though, wildly successful first year for Mike Woodson. Better than I think just about anybody could have reasonably expected. He's restored so much of the, um, I don't even know what the word is, just I guess the excitement around the program as well that, Hadn't been there for a really long time, and I think that matters as well. Fans, students are excited about this team. Um, That creates an awesome atmosphere in Bloomington. It creates expectations that are good as well because it it means that fans are kind of holding this team accountable. I have full faith in Mike Woodson that uh, he is going to be able to continue to figure this this out because a lot of what he did last season was sustainable and Um, That's encouraging moving forward. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Our next uh, women's basketball recap is going to be on the departing players. Um, 
we'll do the women's team for Thursday's episode. Then we'll have a guest on for Friday's episode to do the men's side, talking Durr, talking fantasy, talking Parker Stewart. If perhaps we have a decision by race or from race Thompson by then we'll throw him in as well. But that'll be the next step is talking the, the departing players from each team. So now make your second listen, the locked on NFL draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love, especially on YouTube. As I said, the beginning of the show, we've been really doing well over there. So if you haven't already, go give us a subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, We'll continue these previews throughout the rest of the week and into the upcoming weeks as well. So be sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite uh, podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Uh, If you guys are able to, wherever you listen to podcasts as well, helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, I want you all to have an amazing Wednesday and LEO.